Armadillo Mon, and I think we're gonna be co-hosts. Okay. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Two Gays and a Digimon podcast. Yeah, welcome back. We're still here. We are still queer. Still gay. Huh? In fact, today today we're gayest of all days. Today, as of recording, is our four-year anniversary, so... Four. It's been 17 yeah, it's been. It's been four years since you DM'd me. Oh my god. We're gonna get copyright striked by the bare naked ladies. A lyricist. Um So we're here to record and um talk to y'all about Digimon Adventure Zero Two, episodes sixteen through eighteen. 18. Yeah. Math. I'll eventually get we're, have we're, a count by threes. We're still better at math than Davis, who thought a calendar date was fractions. Okay, that's the next episode. And actually, like, it is a fraction. Like, no, I mean, it's it's written that way, but it's, it's not a, a fraction. fraction. <laughs> it's not like we're one-eighth of the year through on January 8th. But where were you on January 6th? Um, I was working you were. in my you were. bedroom in my parents' house because it was the pandemic. Um, yeah. So okay. So the first episode we're talking about today, after that weird segue, is... <laughs> the first episode we're talking about today is um, episode sixteen, the January sixth trials, uh, narrated by Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi, noted injustice. More like crappy, her pantsy. I don't know. I don't know what Republicans call Nancy Pelosi. They call her like Sleepy Nancy or something. I don't a know. Bitch. They <laughs> Probably. Call her, they call yeah. her a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. They don't get creative. <laughs> uh, but. Honestly, Yoli, a Nancy Pelosi stan. Oh, yeah, Yoli is definitely a this pussy grabs back kind of gal. <laughs> I mean, is Gatamon not also that kind of gal? No, I think Gatamon's, like, low-key an anarchist. I think, I think, I think Gatamon's in, like, a punk collective in, like, Olympia, Washington in 1992. Gatamon is a cat. Whose oh. attack <laughs> is called Lightning Paw. Oh, you were making a silly. I mean, I kind of was too. She literally is a pussy who grabs back. This this is true. So, but I also think she's. Like, anyway, let's talk about this episode, please. Yeah, okay. Finally, yeah. Um, this episode in the English dub is called Twenty Thousand Digi Leagues Under the Sea," and in the Japanese version, it's called "Submarimon's Escape from the Bottom of the Sea." Well, that's the spoiler. All, have you not been paying attention? All of the Japanese titles spoil what Digimon is going to appear in the episode. I have, but I was playing along for our listeners, but thank you for making me sound stupid. We have, like, five listeners, and I love all of you. Um, including yourself when you're listening back to this in a couple days. Including myself when I listen to our own podcast on long trips. Yeah, you listened to our podcast on a flight to Los Angeles last week. I did. Um... This episode starts off non-linear. Yeah. So Yoli does the recap, Slay Queen. She does. Uh, but Grab back. This episode does start off non-linearly because it starts off and our heroes are trapped in a oil rig in the digital world. Yeah, it's it's, it's the, the classic literary technique in media res. Well, isn't this like... Res? I don't know. Isn't this how 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? I have no clue. Is that Jules Verne? Yeah. So he he writes a lot of books with numbers because then he also write around the world in 180 days. It's around the world in 80 days. It's not 180. I think it's 80 days, but whatever. Yeah, he dude likes numbers. But I think this is part of the that story of Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Probably, because they're trapped in an oil rig. It might not be an oil like an oil rig in that book, but yeah, um, probably not. I don't think they had oil rigs. Maybe back. 
but um, they are trapped in this oil rig and they can't escape because Mega Seedramon is attacking them from the outside and he's got a dark spiral on him. And Cody is like he's freaking, curled up in a ball. He's freaking out. He's, he's, he's wigging out. Yeah. Did you just say wig? I did. It's right. Wig with an H is in the wig party of that our country was founded on. We're very political this episode. We are. We're very political. We're very. Vote for um whoever you think should be best on election day. I'm assuming if this will be out before election day. If you're American and are 18 and registered to vote, and if you're not registered to vote and you can, do you that. have to do so. Yeah, unless you're gonna vote for the bad guys, don't do that. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we start off with them in trouble, and we start off with learning that Cody is afraid of water, specifically being underwater. Yeah. Um, He's very afraid, and then he also feels like it's his fault. But then we have a flashback to figure out what how they got here, and they found, they got a signal from the DigiEgg, uh, and it was on this oil refinery, and Cody is the one who, like, kind of led them into this situation. Yeah, honestly, Loki, it kind of is Cody's fault. No, Cody Yogi's like, like, let's like, wait and come up with a plan. And Cody, of all people, is like, I'm going in! And just, like, runs for it. Cody is, like, eight, so I'm, like, hesitant to tell it and anything is his fault. That's, that's, that's okay. Um, so... That's a fair point. Then, uh, they go underground, they go under, in the oil refinery, and they can't, like, find the DGA, and then Mega Seedramon attacks, and so, like, the oil refinery goes into, like, shutdown. Mm-hmm. This is a weird thing to be in the digital world, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Especially because, like, a lot of the digital world does have, like, an environmentalism angle to it. Not really. Not as much as, like, Pokemon does. Yeah, but I feel like part of, like, the whole thing with the digital world is, like, it's untouched. It's uncorrupted by, like, man and to a degree. No, but we've seen them be in, like, technological environments before, like, when they fought, when they, like, freed Andromon from right, the Dark yeah. Ring. And there are lots of machine-based Digimon. But this is, like, an oil rig. And, like, we don't... Yeah, what, what's the oil being, would be, what are you even used for? Yeah. So this, to me, feels like, and this is, um, relevant to Digimon Survive, which I finally beat for the first time. Yes, you did. Now you're playing it a second time. And now I'm playing it a second time so I can get the good ending. Um, I I will probably be recording my thoughts on Survive to release as a separate podcast by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because I thought that's a... It, it's really interesting and actually I think really connects to adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Survive, we see that like the world of the... Digimon or in Survive the Kiminogami um intersects with the human world in a way that like buildings from the human world appear in the other world. <laughs> this feels like an oil rig that just like mysteriously vanished from the human world and now is in the digital world. Maybe, yeah. Because there's no Digimon on it. No, it's completely empty. Like, there's not, like, oh, I'm Rigmon! Like... Yeah, yeah, there's no, like, like oil barony type guy. Yeah, there's not, like, I'm... You know, I'm, Or, like, a drill. There's not a Digimon whose attack is... Because Digmon's already... Yeah. There's not a Digimon whose attack is drill, baby, drill. That is wild that, like... Spoilers, we don't see Digmon in this episode. But, like, they were literally on, like, an oil rig, which is all about, like, drilling. Right? Yeah. That's how oil works. I think so, yeah. I think. Anyway, what the frack? 
What the fuck? Um, one thing before, like, while they're running in, it cuts to Ken and uh, uh, Wormund's like, aren't you going to get him? Aren't you mad? And Ken's like, no, I don't care. Besides, I have a lunch date today. And I was like, who wants a lunch date with that freaking dweeb Ken Ichijuji? Uh, what a loser. In the flashback, they say that uh, this is a weird place to find a digi-egg. And I said, this is a weird place to find a digi-egg. They found a digi-egg just on, like, the side of a mountain, like, in the middle of the desert where they were going to happen to fight Metal Greymon. <laughs> yeah, there's a... Yeah. And and also, uh, the digi-egg of sincerity just, like, materialized in front of them. <laughs> materialized! Material egg! Uh, also, TK has a really great dad joke when the oil rig gets attacked by Mega Seedramon. What did you say again? And it shuts down. TK is like, this is going to really jack up oil prices. That's so stupid. The, the, the single single issue voters are quaking. I, feel I don't like, know anything about politics, but I know if I gas price like goes up, I I'm remember, angry. I feel like I remember my dad laughing at that joke when we watched this <laughs> on a Saturday morning. I feel like... I'm afraid I I have to stop saying things political because I feel like we're gonna end up on some like right wing blog like look at these leftists and what they say about us and we're just gonna get like all these hate comments. We are an anime. We we are like we were rated like number like thirty in like uh animation and leisure really category on some podcast website. That's cool. I like that. Uh, um, thank you. Keep listening. Uh, like and subscribe. Yeah, like and subscribe, and don't send this to um, the post- Red Hats because I will be posting these to YouTube eventually. They, they have an incredible ability to victimize themselves. Uh-huh. Um, so and I said that shit. Cody once again faces the concept of mortality. <laughs> what did she? Why that? That sounds like a freaking like. Well, because, okay, remember in, like, the, the first episode that Cody and Yoli came to the digital world? Di- like, Davis and Vimon got swallowed up by the ground, like, right in front of Cody. Uh-huh. And he was like, they're gone. They were here, and now they're gone. Like, so, but I also, I can't remember if this is true. Girl, you know it's true. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I love you. But I think Cody's dad might be dead. Maybe. I could see that. I, I can't remember if we ever figure that out, if it's, like, revealed at all. That would make sense why his grandfather is such a, like, strong presence in well, his life. Well, I, I think in, like, Japanese culture and, like, Asian cultures that, like, the elders of the family are, like, revered in that way. Yeah, but... But I think that, like, because we only have seen his grandfather and his mom in this episode. So, mm-hmm. I think his dad might be dead. Which I thought was going to tie into his fear of the water... No, Cody has the fear of the water because he has a recurring nightmare about being, like, underwater. Yeah, I thought I thought it would be, like, maybe his dad drowned. Which is, like, maybe his dad did drown and he was, like, really young, so he, he doesn't really remember it. Yeah. But I, I don't I don't remember if that's true. Yeah. Um, not super related, but Mega Seedramon has an evil laugh. He goes, like, <laughs> I thought it was really funny. Yeah. Uh, I just want, I want to do that for y'all. So Potamon finds a sub. <laughs> and and he also sounds so annoyed when he finds it. We we don't see we just like hear like a clank of it like falling out of like whatever container it is. And he goes, What the heck is it? Like all like so disgusted and I'm like, it's clearly a submarine. <laughs>
I think he's not disgusted. I think it was just a weird delivery. Yeah, it was a weird delivery. And then they're all like, Cody should go. This this is weird. I think this whole this whole part of this episode is weird. Uh-huh. They're all really desperate for Cody to be the one. Only one person can fit in like the escape pod. So they like, we have to send one person to go out, return to the real world, and get like Joe or get, Izzy or get whoever. Get Joe so they can have Ikakuman come and fight Mega Sutramon. Yeah. And all everyone else is like, Cody, Cody do it. Cody, because I guess they're trying to like hype him up. Well, they want, and then they Co- want Cody to do it because he's afraid. Yeah, it's, it's, I get that kind of, but like maybe this isn't the moment to like have that breakthrough. Because like if you are like about to die, I think you want the one who's going to stay the most calm. I don't know. I get it, like, a little bit. Okay, but, but it's like, also in actuality, really... what have we been saying about Cody this whole time? Cody has been the one to remain calm and have a level head about stuff. Normally, but not in this situation. But Cody, that's what Cody is good at, and they want... that they Because they are Cody's friends, and he they want him to do his best. They want him to go do what they know that he can. The one thing I have a question about is, couldn't Oompa-Bon also fit in that submarine? Yeah. And like, also, I, it's also kind of weird to me that Cody is so adamant that he shouldn't go because if he's scared, shouldn't he get away from the water? He, it's it's just strange to me on both sides. It, I think it fits with my Cody is autistic theory, where like he is really sticking to what he like his own personal beliefs, which I think is just, which could be just him being stubborn. But I, I think that uh, he has to see this through to the end. He started; it has to be finished. Like this. This town, ta- he feels personally responsible, so he has to take care of it. Okay. I think it, like, I, again, I'm not a doctor. I, like, work with autistic people, but I, I'm not, like, a, I'm not, like, a, someone you can trust with that information. I, I'm not, I can't be, like, certain. But He's I, also a fictional character. So he's also a fictional like... character, but that, the fictional characters are based on truth. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know if they had made this plan for Cody. I think in a reboot, that could be pretty interesting, but. Yeah. Um. I like I like your take there. I think I think now this episode narratively makes a lot more sense to me. Now that you've kind of said that, so thank yeah. you. I've been working. I've been running with this Cody as autistic theory since we started watching Zero Two. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so Cody doesn't want to go, but Yoli hashes a plan. It was kind of a good plan, but Cody's really smart, so she's through it. That every her plan was to have. Uh, to draw straws, which were definitely not straws. They were, like, weird twists of paper. Yeah. And whoever had the red bottom straw would be the one. The Louboutin. The Louboutin straw. Yeah. Uh, Cost $450. They, uh, they would be the one to go, and then they had Cody go first. Well, Davis almost ruined it, because they was no. like, let me go! And then, like, Kari has to bump in and be like, no, Cody goes first. Yeah. Girl boss Kari, uh, Queen Slay. So, Cody draws the red straw first, and then he figures out that, like, all of them were red straws, and apparently everyone was in on this plate except for Davis. And Vimon. And Vimon. Davis is not alone in his uh, oblivious. I do like that now we're getting that Vimon is also an idiot. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's a good time. Like Davis and Vimon are just the himbos of the Digi, <laughs> of the Digi Justin. You know that thing where they say like the longer like a a pet lives with you, it starts to like look like you a little bit. Yeah, 
that's Vimon, but instead of looking like Davis, he just gets stupider. He, like, he just acts like Davis, yeah. Yeah. Him and Davis. Which I guess is actually probably even more true, because that's how, like, socialization works. Him and Davis are, like, the two digi-eggs are just their two brain cells that they're each holding. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kari gets Davis and TK, her, um, her manservants, <laughs> to throw Cody into the submarine. Her manservant. She kind of does have... Yeah, she's yeah. a girl boss. She's she like, really is. She's like, boy, get them, boys! <laughs> and then, uh, so Cody escapes past when Mega Seedramon is not looking. Mm-hmm. And then he makes it to the surface. I still think Upamon could have fit in there, and then, but then I guess we wouldn't have had, like, there wouldn't have been as much tension. Although, I think that this episode could have been more like we got more confirmed backstory on why Cody was afraid of the water. Cody is motivated to save all of his friends, but especially Armadillomon. You know what maybe they were thinking? If he's going back to the real world to go get Joe, having to, like, hide Upamon because he's a Digimon is probably more trouble than actually help at all. Okay, but, like, they could have said that. Like, yeah. Or Upamon could have stayed on shore or something, yeah. Because he is still at risk of uh, suffocating now. Because they are running out of oxygen a little bit. Yeah, but it's like... We he, bet. Cody is imagining everybody... And the first person we see in his imagination of, like, everyone's in danger is Yoli, which is great because it's... Like, it reminds us that Cody and Yoli were friends before this adventure started. Yeah, they were. Not Davis, so Davis had no friends. Well, because Cody and Davis live in the same building. Or right. Cody and Yoli. Yeah. And they're both um, nerds. Also, when, when the sub comes to the top of the water... There's, like, this... Uh, I don't know if it's, like, for real, but uh, the top of the water, like, looks, like, TV static. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. notice that. That was very cool. So, Cody goes to the real world, mm-hmm. and um, and he was told to get Joe, mm-hmm. and because Ikakumon can fight Mega Seedramon. Joe is not picking up the phone. <laughs> yeah, so Cody has to go visit him at school. Which I think that I think once again that this is taking place during the summer. No, it's the school year. I don't know. Because they're in school when they go to the digital world. Like they, yeah. they after the school day ends, they go to the I'm computer lab. I'm confused on when Japanese summer break is. Like we just rewatched these episodes, so I didn't have like a lot of time to like research anything. I think it's like I in summer but shorter. I don't think it's like June. Basically, well, I all think, of June I think their August. summer season is different than ours. Is it? They're in the Northern Hemisphere. Not all of Japan. I think it is. No, I don't think it is. I don't think a Japan touches the equator. There's parts of Japan that are tropical. Okay. It's big. Like, it, it looks small, but it's pretty big. Yes, real big. Yes, real big. So, I think Joe is, like, in cram school, which we've, like, discussed before. Yeah. Where, like, it's extra schooling. Because they're also, like, in their, like... When Cody comes back, he's in his outfit from the movie, which is, like, his, like, weekend outfit, I feel like. Oh, like, gotcha. So, I, I, maybe they're just... Maybe it's just a weekend. So, we also... Uh, Cody is running to his building? Or... Yeah, I don't remember why. But he runs into his mom and his grandma. Or grandpa. His based Chad King grandpa. What do you think about Cody's mom? She seems worried. 
Which probably is like, yeah, Cody's her only son and like is like frail. He seems she seems very serious. Yeah, I think that I think she's just there to 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 represent because she she tells she wants to know what Cody's up to and she's like kind of push pressing him on it. And I think she's there to represent kind of Cody's anxiety about having to not be transparent about certain things. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that, that she's written I that do, way to serve that purpose. I do think that the um, Gen 2 parents uh, are not as, like, interesting as the, like, first Adventures parents. Mm-hmm. But in that one, we got to see them do stuff. Like, when Myotospawn attacked Tokyo, like, they were, like, in that, like, in... Like, Mimi's dad drove a golf cart into Dark Tyranimon's leg. <laughs> Matt and... Or Ty's parents were, like, beating the Bakemon back with golf clubs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they also haven't had that kind of scenario play out. Yeah, but I think, like, I would like to see a little bit more of their parents. We only really have gotten to see Yoli's parents, who have proven to be, like, good-natured and humorous. Which I think, kind of, like, that reflects in Yoli's personality. Um, so... She's pressing him to say where he's going, and the grandpa's like, uh, "Well, Cody's mom has some errands for him to run." Yeah, and he, he says, can't. "I can't do that right now." And uh, she's like, "Well, why not?" And and then are you? And then the grandpa is like, "Don't keep pressing him because you'll make him. If he doesn't want to tell you, then if you make him give you an answer, he, you're gonna just force him into a lie, and he clearly doesn't want to do that." And then the grandfather was like, "The lie is the, a lying is the worst thing you could do." Worse than murder. No, I, th- I think that was the <laughs> grandfather, like, trying to impart wisdom on Cody. Yeah, no, it was actually very cute. Which I do, I did find his voice to be less offensive this time. Yep, yep. So, that too. I'm gathering that maybe in his first appearance it was just the voice actor, like, kind of feeling the rollout. Maybe, yeah. Um. Meanwhile, in uh, the digital world. <laughs> it's rather annoying. That's how Davis says it. Uh, he says it, like, so weird. The dolls are fighting. Yeah, they're getting frustrated because they're scared of nothing to do, so they're just irritating each other, and Davis is like, Davis and Yoli Stop tapping arguing. your foot. It's rather annoying. It's like, he adds, we like, also, so many syllables to it. We also later see Davis fight with his sister, so, like, it's kind of funny. Um, it was also at this point in our... Oh, but I was gonna say oh, say, say. Uh, Armadillo Mana is very confident that Cody will come back. He is yeah, he has, he has good faith in his utmost friend. faith in Cody. Yeah, which is good. He's reliable. Foreshadowing. Yeah, Armadillo Mana is very reliable. I love. Oh, Ar- I meant I, I meant Cody. Armadillo Mana knows that Cody's I reliable. Love Armadillo Mana. So do I. Um, it was at this point in this show, which we are now episode sixteen, that I realized that Hawkmon has just like a straight up belt on his forehead. Yeah. It never, it never like really hit me that he's just got a belt, like a like a belt for your pants, like buckled and everything, just around his like on top, like on top of his eyebrows, almost well, like a like a karate headband, but it's um, just think, a, it's like I an think actual it's belt. A Native American headband. Oh, like, uh, okay. Like, I think it's like because Hawkman is like because Hawkman has the feather coming out of the back. Oh, uh, okay. I think it's just a, like, but it is drawn like a belt. It is like, a, with belt. a buckle. It is a belt, but okay. I think it's supposed to be in the Native American headband. Got you. Uh, I I don't know if that's questionable. Again, I'm not an authority on that sort of thing. I think it looks cool because I I am of the uh, Tetsuya Nomura school of design, where like belts and and like 
baggy-ish pants are very cool <laughs> to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, flashing back to the human world, Cody commits a jellical crime. What? Cody is at Joe's school, and they won't let him see. They won't let him see Joe because Joe is taking a test, and nothing can interrupt the test. But if there was an emergency, yeah, if someone was in the hospital, and Cody's like, but uh, people may get hurt, and people may have to go to the hospital. I cannot tell a lie. And then Cody has Cody. Has, I don't know why I quoted George Washington, but did it in the voice of like Jasmine Kennedy's. I'm about to bust! I don't know why that combination of... Anyway. So we get Joe. Joe So, no, TK remains proactive in the digital world. We flash back... We cut back to them. Oh, yeah. And TK is digging for the the digi-egg. Mm Because it has to be in here somewhere. And everyone starts to help. So after... Cody's grandpa tells him lying is the worst thing that he can do. Cody immediately lies. <laughs> yeah. The messaging of this episode is strange. I don't think the messaging is strange. I think ultimately the messaging is that uh, Cody is very is a dependable, reliable person who is capable of conquering fears. Yeah, I, I'm talking more like the sp- little speech we get at the end, which I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but we'll, we'll come back to it later. But, like, we get a little speech at the end where Joe's like, sometimes lying is okay. And whether lying is okay is completely up to your judgment, essentially. And I'm like, that's a strange thing to tell children. I don't think so. I think there has... I think it's a little weird, because I think not enough... I think that, once again, Digimon is a show that is filled with nuance. And, like... Yeah. It is saying that sometimes... I think instead of it saying lying is okay, it's saying sometimes people lie. And they're... uh, Mean... They're, like, reasons for doing so may be good or maybe not good. Yeah. And that's up to, like, them to decide and you to figure out. And and you to figure out for yourself. Okay. Yeah. Um, so... So Cody lies that he does get Joe out of class. He gets Joe out of class. Joe is not mad that Cody lied about his father being sick in the hospital. We never meet Joe's father, but they have a complex relationship. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, Joe calls Izzy, who still doesn't get the screen time he deserves. We don't even hear his voice. Yeah. Um, and he tells Izzy that he needs Izzy to help track down an old friend. An old friend of theirs. I wonder who it is. Uh, so they find the digi egg in the digital world. They do, and Armadillo... And it obviously belongs to Cody. And Armadillo is very excited. He gets to turn into a little gay boy. It obviously bears the crest of reliability on it. Armadillamon wants to become hot. Yeah, he yeah. And Yoli and Kari also want Armadillamon to become well, hot. Well, Yoli... Okay, so this is what I wrote. Um, Armadillamon wants to become, like, an Anjaman-looking Digimon. Yeah. Uh, Davis says porcupine rights. He does. And Yoli remains horny. Where Davis wanted him to be thorny. Ba-da-bam! That was good. And that's why we've been together for four plus years. Yeah, I keep just enough jokes for him to not dump me. I know that's right. What? <laughs> so, everyone starts to break into laughter over this experience. Yeah. <laughs> of them, like, 
talking about Armadillo Mon's, like, fantasy digivolution. And Vimon is a little bit confused as to why it's happening. But old Antigatamon is there to explain what's happening. <laughs> uh, she says that, like, they're laughing to mask their, like, worry and their fear of dying. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it oh gets, my god. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, so, but then Yoli is looking out, like, the port, the porthole, like, window and is like, what is that? In the distance. And Ikakuman swims to the rescue. Yeah. And he engages in battle with Mega Seijamon. Mm-hmm. Who we find out at least in the dub, is the same Mega Seijermon that Ikakuman fought in Tokyo during the Myotis Monarch. Yeah. So. And Ikakuman feels like he's not strong enough unless he becomes Zudamon. Yeah, which is probably true. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. Ikakuman is getting his butt kicked the whole time. Yeah, and Mega Seijermon is huge. Yeah. That's a big boy. Yeah. A, bi- a big boy. A big boy! So, then we see... That someone bursts into the side of the oil rig. And it's the old friend that Joe told Izzy to get. Waymon! Waymon is back after his tragic sacrifice in the first adventure. He's a good friend. To save, um... To save everyone. He saved everybody. And then, uh, against Metal Seedramon. And then... Now, he's back to save everyone again from drowning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they all have to get inside of his mouth. Oh my god. They do. And uh, uh, Kari says that Waymon looks great, and Waymon's like, Thanks, I lost a few pounds. <laughs> so, Cody is still, like, on this one of, like, I don't deserve this digi-egg. I'm a bad person. And I think that this, once again, fuels into my theory that, like, He's like, he, there was a rule set in place. Lying is wrong. And he lied. And he can't deal with that right now. And then an older kid, Joe, has a plan. Yeah. Joe's plan is to force Cody to pull the digi egg out of the ground. Yeah. Joe's plan is to um, do the same thing, but maybe nicer. I think that Joe probably... I wonder... Maybe instead of becoming a doctor, Joe should become a therapist. Or, like, a teacher. Yeah. Um, so... Also, Cody like... Is, oh, whoop. Oh, I was gonna say, like, Joe's... Part of Joe's, like, pitch to Cody is, like, I'll just explain everything to your grandfather, and he'll understand. And I'm like, so you're gonna explain Digimon to your to the grandfather? Well, I think this is another recurring thing where, like, Joe, and the first time Joe hung out with the new kids, he said that he'd love to come over and meet Cody's grandfather sometime. Mm-hmm. I think that one part of that is Joe just being a nice older person and, like, mentor to Cody. And I think that also uh, Joe is an old man. <laughs> yeah. So he is uh, interested in hanging out with, with other old men. So, uh, but Joe, C- Cody is crying, and I can kind of hear the Mimi come out in this crying a little mm-hmm. bit. They are the in this dub. They are the same voice actress. So, um, I just I love Joe. 
Yeah, Joe I... Joe season two is great. I mean, <sighs> Joe season one was good, but Joe season two is um. He's he's more self assured. Well, I think Joe and Mimi were the two characters that went on the biggest arc. Probably, yeah. In the first season, like, I like maybe Ty, but like Ty was also kind of annoying throughout. Yeah. And Matt too a little bit like. But uh, anyway, uh, we get uh another Digi Armor Energize. A new friend. Armadillomon, armor Digivolve to Digimon. Submarimon, guardian yeah. of the seas. Yeah, it's cool. He's like a submarine narwhal. Yeah, with a little glass case that makes me very claustrophobic. Because well, a clone a, can ride him, but has to like, like a, lie down in the little bubble. He's like a. It's like a. Deep sea exploration submarine. Yeah, but so it just it just looks claustrophobic because Cody has to like lie flat on his stomach, yeah. like holding the bars, and I'm like, oh, I would need to like be able to sit and like maybe move a little. Yeah, I would freak out. Do you like Submarimon though? Like I do. I don't like him as much as Digmon. I think I just am not as. It is weird that Submarimon talks like this. Yeah, um, I I think I'm not. I'm just not as inclined towards the water based Digimon a lot of the time. Because I think that... Wow, somebody hates Gomamon. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 it's okay. I do hate Gomamon, so you're spot on. No, I'm just kidding. Um, see, just like him, I got jokes. Uh, what is it? Um, I don't know. I think it's just... I think it's because, like, especially someone like Samarimon is, like, a very limited purpose, limited use Digimon. Like, Vimon does make a comment that Submarimon is incredibly convenient for this moment. <laughs> yeah, incredibly convenient for this moment, and then, like, will he be convenient probably, like, one other episode this season? No, I, I think that they, they encounter a lot more water later on. The Dark Ocean? Just kidding, Maybe. we know that's not happening. I don't know, who knows? <laughs> you do! <laughs> I do! Uh, but they... Uh... So, Submarimon and Ikakumon fight Mega Seedramon and free him from yeah, the dark spiral. Oxygen Torpedo or something. Uh, Submarimon's attack is Oxygen Torpedo. Mm-hmm. Why does he talk like that? I don't know. why. When they cut to Ken and Warmon's like, what are you going to do? And Ken's like, nothing. And I'm like, why is Ken saying it like that? Why does he sound so fruity? He's a little fruity. Yeah. Um... But then Mega Seedramon, like, surfaces in front of the rest of the gang who are on top of Waymon mm-hmm. and, like, shows them his tail is now free from the dark spiral. Yeah. And I'm like, is he actually a good Digimon? I don't know. He kind of, he says thank you and then he kind of, like, silks off, like, because embarrassed. Then he, like, fought Ikakumon in, like, Tokyo Bay in the first season and, like, he, there was no dark rings or dark... There were the gears. But he was... Myotismon didn't use the gears. He just had an army of Digimon. Oh. Well, but, maybe... They they say, like, in the next episode or two, like, Ty gives a little thing about, like, some of the Digimon were just corrupted by... Well, we did see in the previous season and also in the next episode, we were reminded that not everyone in Myotismon's army was evil, so maybe... Yeah. But it did seem pretty evil of him to fight Ikaguma. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah. Maybe they'd become friends then. Yeah. Um, but the episode then ends with a cute little segment. Oh, I didn't want... I pointed this out, you did not realize that every time they showed Waymon, they would play, like, whale cry sounds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
we we see a little bit more again of Ken's secret plan that he's cre- he's crafting something. Mm-hmm. And then this episode ends. I think it's a very well. It's very like, beautiful art and stuff. Yeah, it is weird to me that it ends with Submarimon taking like Cody on a tour under the water. It's to overcome his fear. Yeah, but also like, I wish that. It featured more undersea Digimon. Yeah, it features, like, real animals. It features, like, fish and a turtle. And a lot of those Digimon that are those things, I think, became Digimon after this season. Like, there's a couple of armor Digimon that are fish. There's a couple of, like, um... But, like, there was, like, Dolphmon and Divermon. And, like, we could have had, like, just a school of Seedramon swimming by. Like Yeah, I don't know. Uh, especially because this season does a thing where, like, we we do not ever see, like, another Agumon. But we've seen Seedramon in the past. And we also have seen that Michael has a Seedramon, so. Mm-hmm. I forgot about Michael. How could you? I forgot about our, our gay icon. Well, because I'm the only Michael okay. that matters in my brain. And then after, in the middle of this, like, thing where, like, uh, Submarimon... Says that Cody and you and I can have many undersea adventures together. Mm-hmm. Um, it just cuts to the next time on Digimon Digital Monsters. Yeah, it it's was very kind of, random. This episode's pacing was strange. It was like very quick at parts and very slow at parts. I liked that it started off with like they were already in trouble. Yeah, like I liked that part of it. Yeah, I liked too. Okay, <laughs> shall we move on to our next episode? Yeah. Um. Okay, the next episode, get ready for big feelings. Oh, God, yeah. The oh next no. episode, episode 17, is called Ghost of a Chance in the English dub and Odaiba Memorial in the Japanese version. It's a bit of a spooky episode. It is perfect for our Halloween time recording. Yeah. Uh,. This recap that we get in the beginning feels like it is really underselling what happened in the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're very casual about almost, like, drowning. <laughs> so this episode starts with Matt's dad, Matt and TK's dad, the, his camera crew, who we saw during the Myotismon arc. They, like, were part of the attack. Like, they, like, mm-hmm. they got attacked by Digimon. They helped fight back against the Bakemon. Uh, and they are editing some footage for a TV show called When Parakeets Attack, which is very funny. <laughs> um, and there's, yeah, it's a, camp. there's a creepy shadow f- flying across the screen. Yeah. And it's not just their show, it's every show on the network. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt's dad, if you did not remember, is like the head of Fuji TV. Yeah. So, uh, then we cut to a return from the digital world. Where they talk about a victory pizza, uh, and then they we they bring up that they can't. They can't use this room of, like soon because uh, detention will be getting held up, uh, held in this computer room. Which is so dumb. What a waste of a computer lab. Yeah, why would you give the kids who got detention access to computers? And why would you use the room that definitely costs like? In this time, is this, is, there's like 20 computers in there. It probably costs like 20k, at least, that yeah. room. Uh, I don't know how the Japanese school system is funded, but... Uh, but we also get 
a thing where like Davis gets detention. <laughs> yeah. Tika's like, yeah, all the bad kids are gonna be here, and Davis is like, hey, we're not all bad. Oh, Davis definitely gets detention. I for, like I for like, like stupid that, reasons. Though. Yeah. I like that though. I like that Davis is not a goody two shoes. Like he. He gets in trouble for dumb reasons, but he... Yeah, he probably, like, chews gum in class or something. Yeah, he probably, like, doesn't follow the rules or whatever. And, like, he's probably late. He probably talks a lot in class. He like, thinks he's, like, being really clever and getting around rules, but he's actually just being really obvious. Yeah. One of those kids. Yeah. So... But he also gets, like, bullied by everyone else in this whole scene. Yeah, they... Uh, uh, TK and Kari said that they can't even hang out, hang out with the new kids tomorrow because they have a... They have a pre-existing engagement and Davis is like you guys are going on a date? Yeah, he makes him he makes a ridiculous face for the second straight episode. Does, I forgot to mention it last episode but there's a finger. There's this there's a scene in the last episode where Davis is like looking out the window at Waymon. He's making really weird faces for no reason. He's like they animate his teeth all weird. It's strange. Oh. Uh and he does it again here. So then TK or Kari shows Davis her like calendar or whatever and Davis says that they're going to have going on a date to do fractions oh it must be summer then because it's the one year anniversary of when they fought yeah yeah and that was like during their summer camp yeah so, so they should be out of school then because those kids are I out think of school. they messed up because yeah I think like, they're just not being consistent with they're it. not because they're not being consistent between that like the ja- Japanese kids might not have a summer break like we do in America. Yeah. Because they're clearly in school when this episode's happening because it's like detention is happening. And obviously if detention's happening, then school's happening. Um, they are celebrating with the rest of the original Digidestined the defeat of Myotismon. Yeah. One year. It's been... One year since you... Defeated fuck- Myotismon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but most importantly, the whole gang's here. The whole gang's here. Even Sora gets to say a thing. Including. Ty. <laughs> Our favorite. I like Ty. I like him now. He's way um, cooler in But anyway, too. it's including. It's Mimi, bitch. Oh, wait. It's Mimi, bitch. Um, cue that. It's Mimi, bitch. You have that? I made it. That's yeah. right. Someone um, doesn't listen to our podcast. Oh my god. We're gonna get another reference later, too. So then... So they're just kind oh, of reminiscing. So they're talking about... The, uh, this takes place on the uh, 1st of August, which is Odaiba Day in the Digimon fandom. Right. Which, it's like, um... Usually they have, like, a big announcement. They have, like, a Digimon conference or convention in, um, Japan. Hmm. That's cute. I like that. So they give a recap of the events of Gen One or <laughs> yeah, or advent the first adventure. Yeah, because I guess kids. I guess some of the kids never really heard the full story. They just yeah. remember seeing like parts. Well, especially because like they can't really get the full story. Like, because Chike could give them the full story, but Kari doesn't know it either. Probably. Yeah. Uh, Although there's usually always like Izzy or Joe or Ty or someone's usually there. Well, it's kind of like Ty and Sora are giving a recap, which is great. Sora gets some dialogue. Yeah, thank God. Uh, it, but it was a little bit sad to me that the original Digimon weren't there to, like, talk about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, some hell of a reunion without your friend. What the hell, guys? Sora does drop some sweet foreshadowing. What'd she say? Summer. 
She says that a lot of the Digimon that they freed from the Black Gears became their friends and helped them defeat the Dark Masters. Oh, that is some foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, because there's a shadow. Yeah. yeah, okay. So then we cut to TK and Matt having some, like, bro time. This is a nice little scene. It didn't really serve yeah. a ton of... This, this, this episode is also weirdly, like... Segmented. Segmented, but I, I kind of like that it's all just kind of like, this is the events that are happening today. Yeah. So... They just, like... They're just ribbing each other, basically. Yeah, they're having fun. Um, but then their dad comes home and he's a disaster. TK and Matt's hot dad. Oh my god. Um, and he's a happy little buffalo. He's a happy little buffalo. He, like, tells them about what's happening at the TV station. He, he is in distress. He's apoplectic. Mm-hmm. And then um, Matt makes a joke about my Otisman being back and... His dad is like, I almost wish that's what was happening, because at least I would know what was going on. Jeez. And I was like, why wouldn't he assume... Because he's saying that the TV station is haunted by a ghost. But why wouldn't he assume that the Digimon were back? Yeah, especially because weren't Bakemon one of the ones that, like, visibly attacked the city? Yeah. Which they are just ghosts. They're literally just, like, cheat ghosts. So then he, like... Um, he, he has a, they have, I, this must he be. He has a meditative tape. He, this must be only in the job. He has a meditative, like, CG of buffalo migrations. And then he puts the, like, on, and his, puts the headphones in his ears. He's like, oh, I'm a happy little buffalo. Yeah, I wonder what it is. I wonder if it's different in the song. It probably might be, like, soothing rain sounds or, like, waterfalls. But Yeah. So then we cut back to the film crew. Their and camp. They are really funny. Uh, I, I, okay, after finishing Survive and having the professor live throughout the whole game, I like adults with Digimon. And, like, now that I'm an adult, I'm an adult, I, like, I like, like, to me there's no reason why adults can't be, like, have Digimon stories centered around adult characters, which makes me further question why... They ended Last Evolution Kizuna the way that they did. The way that they did. <laughs> Which you don't really know. Well, I know because you've told me. I know, yeah. Uh, I don't want to give any like super spoilers away for that, but. Yeah, so they have on their audio recording the camera crew in this episode um, this mysterious. Mysterious black gear. <laughs> this mysterious voice. Like, we've never seen this before. That's like also clearly saying Gatomon. Yeah, it's like pretty. Yeah, it's like Gato, Gatomon. Yeah, this is like at like the top of the tower of the station or something. Yeah, yeah. but also you did not realize that was happening when we first the first time we watched this episode. What that it was saying Gatomon? Yeah, you didn't know because I remember you reacting. You were shook at what happens next. I was shook at. So then we cut back to um. Yoli is with Sora and Mimi. Girls' day. Girls, girls' trip. Girls' trip for twenty five seconds. And Sora, and Yoli and Mimi talk about the time they that they fought um, Skull Maramon at Tokyo Tower. Mm-hmm. And Yoli wishes that the did that Myotismon could have attacked her dentist's office instead. Yeah, and but that's M- it. <laughs> Mimi also drops that she is Japan's next top model. Oh, and she had her first fashion shoot at Tokyo Tower. Fashion shoot at lunch. Um, um, we see another reminisce from TK and Matt. Yeah, they, they go to the mall. They are going... I think they're in Shibuya. They are. 
and they are talking about um, uh, how they miss a lot of the Digimon they lost along the way, like Pumpkinmon and Gatsumon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they cut, we get like a little like, a little, like fade in memory of them memory dancing of in the them. window shop yeah. display. Very sad. Uh, then we cut Not very slay. to uh, Davis, <laughs> Ty, Izzy, Izzy, and Kari? Kari and Cody. Where the hell is he? Oh, Yoli's with the girls. Yeah. yeah. Everyone is with who... Except Kari's not with the girls. Kari's with Ty. Everyone is with who, like, they're... Like, all the, the new Gen 2 kids are with who they have one of the Digi eggs of. Like, oh, Yoli is okay. with the girls, and Cody's with Izzy. Gotcha. And then TK and Kari are with their brothers. Got you. So, Izzy has an idea that they can open the Digi port from Wait, anywhere. before you get into this. They're like, we have to hurry. My mom's at a cooking class called Cooking with Fungus. And I'm like, what? What? It's a recurring bit that, that his mom can't cook. Ty and Kari's mom is a weird cook. Yeah. Which I love. I think that's so funny. It's very silly. I like it. Uh, so they are going to test to see, because now that they can't use their computer lab, uh, they're going to test to see like where the... Uh, like the, if the D3s can open a computer from anywhere, uh, they can. <laughs> so. Yeah, it works. <laughs> so, but they have to, like, keep this a secret. And I'm like, a secret? From, like, Ty and Kari's parents? Or from, like, Matt and TK's parents? <laughs> like, the Gen 1 did Justin's parents should be like, alright, <laughs> You, I said it before in this podcast, you know Matt and TK's dad wants to crack open a cold one with Gabumon. Yeah. I always had, I always thought that, like, if I could get, like, if I could, here I go referencing another YouTuber who doesn't need my help. Oh my god. But, like, Karn EX, another big Digimon YouTuber, mm-hmm. he, like, makes uh, videos about, like, giving Digidustin partners to... Like, giving Digimon partners to, like, various characters. Like, I, if I could give a Digimon partner to Matt and TK's dad, I think I would give Wizardmon. I can see that. So, everybody is at the uh, Fuji TV. Mm-hmm. We can see that Kari has a bouquet of flowers. So I think that they were going to Fuji TV anyway to, like, pay their respects to Wizardmon. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, this part makes me very emotional. I cried both times we watched this episode. Yeah. Uh, so they discover... The voice is calling us the ghost. Gatomon. And Gatomon, like, runs off to meet it. Mm-hmm. And they discover that the ghost is Wizard Mod. It's like his spirit, yeah. And they don't really know, like, the, the new Digi- Justin's Digimon Digivolve to try to protect Gatomon. Um, so I'm very emotional. <laughs> uh, and uh, Gatomon, uh, Wizard Mod came back from beyond the grave to warn Gatomon of an impending danger. Yeah. And he tells her, your enemy is not only the Digimon Emperor, but a much greater darkness. 
The darkness, it cannot be defeated with strength alone. You must return the one wrapped in darkness to their true self. Kindness will release the golden radiance. So it sounds like they need to make Ken, Ken need... like, they need to, like, enlighten, bring him uh, back. Yoli yeah. says, I hope you don't have to be nice to Ken. Yeah. And I'm like, you wanted me to, you like him. Yeah. Um, but. Do you want me to read it? Oh, I just, I said that Wizard Mom and Gatomon, I think, are, like, what, like, friendship goals. <laughs> yeah, they are. It's really, really sweet. Gatomon says that, like, what a what a true friend Wizard Mom is. Yeah, Gatomon's, like, broken, because Wizard Mom, like, can't stay. He, like, has to go. Yeah. Because he's, like, a spirit. He's, like, a ghost. So, um, also, in case it wasn't clear, Wizard Mom was the one, like, disrupting all the TVs. Yeah, it was Wizard Mom, um, trying to contact Gatomon. Yeah. We even see that on the on the one of the te- one of the computer screens. It just goes from all of these like random not like, like binary, not code. binary code, and it just says Gatoman over and over and over again. Yeah. Which I'm sure. That, well, they probably had to edit it because I'm sure it said like Tailmon in the Japanese version or something. Like, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm tearing up about it now. I think that Gatoman and Wizardmon are so. Um, I think that Wizard Mon's death might be the most impactful death in Digimon. Um, I would say so far for sure. I mean, well, we don't, we haven't seen Leomon again. Yeah, but Wizard Mon's is still more impactful to me because Wizard Mon was originally kind of part of the dark side. Le- Leom, the second he's, I met, honestly, the second Leomon showed up on the screen, I'm like, oh, he's gonna like make a big sacrifice at some point. Like, Wizard, it kind of seems that because he was Aslan. He was as who Aslan is Jesus Christ like yeah. yeah, but Wizard Mon I think shows off that like you don't have to be a certain way to say I I to me the most important lesson that Digimon imparts on its viewers is the power of friendship and I know that that's very silly and a lot of very much like my friends are my power Kingdom Hearts style BS. But I, to me, I think that's very important. And honestly, like a, a real world lesson that I, th- I wish more people would take to heart is that it's it, the relationships that we connect with are very important, and the relationships that we see in media are very important. And to me, the relationships that the Digi Destined have with their Digimon, and that like Gatomon had with Wizardmon. Wizardmon gave his life to save Gatomon and Kari, a girl that he didn't even know. Yeah. But he saved Kari because she was important to Gatomon. Yeah. And the, his sacrifice, um, you know, spawned the Angel, the birth of Angelomon and helped defeat Myotismon. So I, I don't know. I love Wizardmon. So I'm gonna move on before we talk. Before I start crying. Yeah, that's just how the episode ends. Yeah. So the last episode we'll be covering today is episode 18, <laughs> which sorry. is also a weird. Like all three of these episodes were good, but kind of weird in their own way. That that last episode <laughs> we just talked about is really good. Like really, really good episode. Maybe the best of the entire franchise I've seen so far. I have, I have, a, I have some thoughts to say about the structures of these episodes, but. So this episode is called Run Yoli Run, which yeah we think might be a Run Joey Run reference. Which, for those of you who don't know, is a song about like two teenagers where like the the girl gets pregnant 
and she's telling the boy to like run away so her father doesn't fucking kill him. Yeah. So it's like a very weird if that's the reference they're making. But it might also just be like a generic like phrasing. Maybe because it is like Yo Lee is on some shit this episode. Maybe they mean she goes. Yeah, Yo Lee basically goes like sicko mode this whole episode. I th- maybe they're making a run forest run reference. Maybe that would be more contemporary because that yeah. was like ninety four and this was two thousand. Yeah, maybe so. that's that. Uh, so we cut to the beginning of this episode, and it's like, like Ty, uh, Kari, and Davis are like at one point in the digital world, and then it's like Matt and uh, TK and Yo Lee, and then it's. Izzy and Cody. Izzy and Cody. Where the hell is Sora? I don't know. I wrote more Izzy screen time. Slay Queen. <laughs> but, like, I can understand why Joe isn't, like, as involved, because he, again, is very focused on school. But, like, Sora is the same age as Matt and Ty. Yeah, they just don't Sora's know what to do with Sora's the same age as Matt and Ty. Oh, <laughs> ooh. Look at that. Deep cut reference. Like, a C-tier Justin Timberlake song. <laughs> Thank you, um, Sorry to any of the suit and tie truthers out there, but come on. <laughs> Let's be real. So, I don't understand why Sora isn't in this episode. Like, why couldn't it be, like, Sora is with, like, TK and Yoli, and then, like, Matt and Izzy are with Cody or whatever. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, to be fair, we don't get a lot of... Well, maybe, I don't know. We just looked down... We get a lot of Matt this episode, actually. We haven't seen Sora at all. Oh, you know what maybe it is? Is maybe the idea is, like... The camping trip is for, like, the boys. But it's not, because they say that, oh, like, Yoli, yeah. Yoli and Kari are going. Yeah, I don't, I don't know then. I think they so, just... So, anyway, foreshadowing. So, um, Izzy and Cody, and obviously Tenshinman and Armadillo Man, discover the Emperor's base, where a bun- where there's a bunch of control, control spires set up around it, and, uh, Yeah, like a whole perimeter. A whole perimeter, and, but there's a bunch of, bunch of Tuskmon that are being attacked by the Emperor's slaves. And it made me feel a little bad for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tuskmon is Agumon's bad digivolution root in Survive. Oh, okay. Uh, Kenzon is bullshit again, is what I said <laughs> my next note. Yeah. Because Izzy and Tentomon and Cody and Armadillomon try to escape and then... Uh, Ken's, like, flying after them on Davidramon, who's, like, a scary demon dragon. Yeah, it's it's all silly. <laughs> so, my next note just says, God, I love Digmon. Same. I wrote, well, I wrote Digmon is so camp, but yeah. Digmon's he always got so the camp. one-liners. He's the, he's the silly uncle of the group, always. Yeah, well, in a similar way to how Gomamon was in the first season. Yeah. Hmm. So, eventually they go back to the real world. Oh, no, I wrote first is okay. that the Emperor... I made a joke when Agumon got captured and Izzy said that all of their Digimon were in danger. Mm-hmm. And I said, Izzy, most likely he's just going after Garurumon. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, he says, because uh, they escape to an area where there's no control spires oh, yeah. and Tentomon becomes Kabuterimon. And Ken's like, so that's Kabuterimon. I think I'm going to add him to my collection. Which is the interesting part of... Maybe I'm overanalyzing here. 
whenever we meet a new Digimon, it's in the series. Whenever the kids meet a new Digimon, right? It's like they see the Digimon first. They see like a big like dinosaur monster thing or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're like, "What is that?" And then Tentamon's like, "It's blah 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 mon." So, but this is the reverse. Ken knows the name, but doesn't know what Kabuterimon looks like. So maybe it's as simple as, like, Wormon tells him, like, oh, that's who he digivolves. That's who Tentamon digivolves into. But more missing from Adventure Adventure Zero Two in general, which we'll get to when we get to it. Um, I'll I'll have to go into it. (laughs) I'll have to do some research. But, uh,. Yeah, Ken is gonna go after Tentomon, and that makes me nervous because I love Tentomon. He's so funny. Yeah. Uh, I I think that maybe it would have been a little bit more interesting if Ken had decided to capture all of the um, original Digi-Justin's Digimon. Yeah. But that would have made them have to have Sora have something to do, so couldn't be bothered. Mm-hmm. So... They decide that they have to overnight into the digital world, and they will not be coming back until they defeat Ken. And Ty has a brilliant plan. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. Good job, Ty. So they are going to... Well, may I? Yeah. So the issue they're running into is they're like, we need to go in there and just stay and fight because of the prophecy from Wizardmon. We have to, like, go in there and just, like, stay until we find Ken. But... They're like, our parents will freak out, obviously. So Ty comes up with the idea. He and Matt and Izzy are going to actually go camping. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're going to tell everyone Couldn't that the young... To invite Sora. I know. They're going to tell everyone that the younger kids... Maybe Sora like shows up in a later episode and they need her help in the digital world and that's why she can't be on this camping trip or whatever. I don't know. Um, they're going to say that the younger kids are also coming with them on this camping trip, but they're not... They're going to digital world. So that way, if there is an actual camping trip for the parents to, like, know about, and, like, Matt's dad's going to chaperone, so, like, whatever. Um, but, which, why doesn't Matt's dad ask where TK is? Anyway. Oh, because TK doesn't live with him. Anyway. Uh, I'm answering my own questions here. Um, I, th- I and- think also Matt's dad is aware of the plan. Really? You think? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... So that way, if they call, yeah, there's an extra camping trip, but then the kids can be gone without there being any suspicion. Well, and then they de- they developed this whole plan because Izzy's mom burst in on them, and they, like, explained it to her. And my next note after the brilliant plan was, Izzy's mom, Slay Queen. Yeah. <laughs> Good I, I love, remember how great Izzy's mom was in the first season? Yeah. I loved her. His parents are good. Um, And then we see Davis packing and fighting with... Bitch, that's June. Bitch, that's June. Bitch, that's June. I wrote, bitch, that's June, disappointed. Because she's kind of being kind of annoying. Um, well, Davis and her are fighting. I like that Davis and her don't get along. Because yeah. we see that, like... Davis doesn't respect women. No, we see <laughs> that, like... Okay, like... See, uh, Ty and Kari, who I think still share a room. Maybe. Yeah. A little weird, but... Yeah. I mean, they live in an apartment, so it can't be that big. Uh, they still share a room, and they get along like gangbusters. And then TK and Matt also get along very well, but like their parents are divorced, so they don't live together. And then, I like we don't really 
have, we don't really delve into a lot of the other sibling relationships with the original Digi Dust End. We saw that, like, Joe had an uplifting conversation with his brother in the first season. And, uh, Sora and Mimi are only children. And we see that Yoli also fights with her siblings because she's got, like, five siblings. Yeah. So, I like that they don't get along. I like that that's, like... Yeah, I think it's interesting. It's just another dynamic. She, she's, like, trying to figure out where he's going and who's going. She wants to get with Matt still, so she's basically she doing a roundabout if way. Matt to... is going, because then she's going to... Invite herself. Invite herself. Um, and, and she kind of does. Yeah. Um, and, but we see on the news that Ken is still missing. And his parents are broken. Yeah. Poor Ken, poor Mr. and Mrs. Ichijoji. I think, I think it's kind of interesting that Ken is the villain of this season, and yet, um, his parents are the ones that have had the most screen time. I don't know if they've had the most screen time. I think they have. Who else would have more of the new kids' parents? Oh, I think you meant more than Ken. No, the parents, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you meant they've had more screen time the than only, Ken. The only other parents we've seen, really, are Yoli's parents. No, I, I, I agree with you now. I misunderstood what you... Yoli's parents just show up to say a funny thing every time she steals from them. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Yoli... It's crazy. Yoli faces a crisis she's with like, gusto. Yeah, she she's like up through the whole night and uh, Poromon? Poromon. Poromon's like, basically like, shut up! Okay, so, she, so she is like, I'm really nervous about going to the digital world for a long period of time. I, and like, I'm gonna miss hearing things here in my normal life, but I'm totally up for this. And then Poromon says, you're not supposed to be up for anything. We went to bed hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Uh, TK says something like, oh, he, like, they are all ready to go. And Yoli is like, yeah, yeah, charge. Like, she's got a lot of energy. Yeah. And then it's... she's like, let's go, troops. And then TK says, sir, yes, sir. And then Matt says, you have a lot of learn- you have a lot to learn about women, TK. Yeah, and I was like, TK is bisexual. I'm just gonna say it. Oh god! And then we cut to the sidewalk, right? But also, where is Sora? Why did they I don't not? Know. Why did they not invite Sora? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not mad at you. I'm I mad- know you're not mad at me. I'm mad at the writers. I'm just sad that I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> So then we cut to the so they go into the digital world, the Gen Two kids, and then we see on the sidewalk. This is brutal. This is so mean. This is like one of the worst things. Like honestly, if if later on in life June has some problems, this is like uh this is where they started. Oh yeah, this is June's like this is June's carry moment. Honestly, she, like, snapped. if she had snapped and, like, psychically lifted this van, I would have understood. <laughs> um, I think that... So, so... We should explain, yeah. June shows up, ready for the camping trip, and she's, like... She doesn't invite herself, which is, like, bitchy. She invites herself, like, yeah, like, she, June is annoying. I think that's just part of her character. I really... Did I tell you stuff about June? No. So, can I tell you stuff about June right now? Sure. Yeah. June never becomes a digi destined in the anime. Uh-huh. But in a CD drama that takes place after the show, she has is like alluded to having a Digimon partner. Interesting. I wish that June became a digi destined in the show. Yeah, 
I'll, I'll have to see how the rest of the season plays out before I I because I, I think that a lot of the character flaws we have with June are because like she's not a recurring character. She's yeah, Davis's she just wants to involve sister, herself, which I think is important because in the first adventure we did not have anybody who wasn't a digestined that was not like a parent, and here we see like some siblings that aren't digestined that uh, are very much. Uh, annoying. <laughs> and the, they, like, add... To me, June adds more flavor to the narrative. Because she's, like, just another part of the world. Uh, so anyway, June is inviting herself along on this camping trip, and so it's up to Matt to distract her. And he gets out of the car and is talking to her, and then he, like, gives her some excuse about where he the said, others are. Yeah. And then he says, I have a present for you first, though. And she's like, oh my god, a present for me? And he's like, yeah, but close your eyes. And she's like, okay. And then he, like, gets in the van and tells his dad to drive away, where his dad says to him, you have a lot to learn about women, Matt. Yeah. And he leaves June behind. That's so... And she's like, Matt, where should you go? Where is... Like, what's happening? Can we normalize not gaslighting her? (laughs) Can we... Like, poor June... It's so awful. That's, that's some Gen. That's some Gen Z talk for you, youngins. So, and that's it. That's all. That's the last we see of her this episode. Yeah. We cut back to the. We cut back to them looking digital for world, the Emperor's base, where Yoli is in hour thirty-six of a ketamine binge. You thought that was the funniest joke ever. No, I said it, and you laughed and said, "Will you repeat that on the podcast?" So I put it in my notes. I was saying it just for you, and you were like, "You need to say that in the episode." It so was, don't don't throw that shit back at me. Yeah, but then you repeated it twice while we were watching. Um, I was proud of it. Yeah. So she's like. So, but, but first, the base is gone. It is. Yeah. And they Dave, dropped the base. Davis, this whole episode based. <laughs> this episode. Oh my god. Is uh, based less actually because the base is gone. These accusations. The, the tank is clean. The tank is clean. The limit doesn't exist. So Davis makes a mobile home joke. Mm-hmm. Which, some more foreshadowing. Yeah. So, you say that Yoli is on a ketamine bender in this episode. I think she's camp as hell. A ketamine can be camp. She, they both start with a K. She was very camp on Down Under One. Oh my god. You're right. Um, so, but she's like climbing up the spire like on all fours. Like like literally like in horror movies, you know when you see like yeah. the ghost or whatever like crawl across the ceiling like in the background real fast and you're like, what was that? You know what I mean? Like the first sighting and it's like the weird like limb. That is what she's doing up basically the Washington Monument. I think, it's so weird. I think that, like, it's funny. Like, <laughs> It's funny, but it's also, like, chaotic. And, like, not being helpful. It's like she's showing well, that's, off that's and it's actually whole, getting in the way. That's the whole point of the episode. Yes. Yes. So, I noticed something about the structure of the past, two, th- like, two sessions that we've done. This one and the previous one. There's, like, a really interesting, like, first episode where we got, like, something new happens or, like, some new lore takes place. Mm-hmm. Like, so last time we had the Dark Ocean, which is very interesting. 
Yep. Uh, in this episode, we had more... In this time, we had more ocean with Submarimon. And then we had a really great episode that happened to feature Mimi. Mm. And this time, we had, like, a really great episode that also featured Mimi, but Ooh. the return of Wizardmon. Mm-hmm. And then we had... Um, Both of these ended on weird episodes that took place kind of randomly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was the last episode? Last of- episode was ended on... It was with... Um, uh, it was like Big Trouble in Little Edo, where it was like, oh, yeah, randomly like feudal, Shoshi- feudal Japan with like the Gekkoman. That's right. Yeah. Very, like it wasn't... A weird episode it just felt like weirdly placed yeah it was like a it was like a, 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 a you know uh t- town of the week village of the week Digimon of the week yeah so like like to me like these past like two like third episodes feel very feel very like fillerina with like <laughs> fill of the future <laughs> yeah fill, fill a filler of the future uh where like there's Eventually, something interesting happens at the end of the episode because we got like a teaser of Ken's master plan in that little Edo episode, mm-hmm. and then we get like the reveal of Ken's base, mm-hmm. and like now, like we re- like in in our next chunk of episodes, we are going to be seeing them like fight Ken. God, like, thank God, it's been it's been weirdly delayed. Well, uh, this episode has taken now like double the length of the first season's arc. Yeah. So. Which I like. I think yeah, I do like I that. Think cool. I just think the pacing of it has been jagged. Yeah, because it felt like like episode eight. It felt like they were about to face him, and then they have not faced him. Yeah. So we see that Yoli is really gung ho about this, and so since the base has disappeared, she is going to crawl into the crater where from whence it came. And she will report back with good news. Yeah, but Hawkmon is calling her shit Hawkman out. Hawkmon is like, please calm down, Yoli. This is not a track meet. Yeah. Ha- Hawkmon kind of yells at her. Hawkmon's like, you're putting us in danger. Yeah. So, then... Uh, and she's like, I'm a strong woman. Yeah, you she can't is, stop me. I am, I am a determined young woman. You cannot stop Which, me. Which, like, in 99% of situations, slay. But then Yoli does have a bit of Karen in her. And I think a little bit of the Karen is popping out. Yeah. Uh, then Dokugumon appears. Scary lady. Yeah. Scary spider lady. I think uh, Dokugumon is she, her. Yep. Uh, I'm uh, so, uh, studying that label because I think there needs to be more she, her Digimon. Especially the villains. Yeah. Well, in Adventure, we've only seen the, like, the she, her Digimon be the Digi Justin's partners, really. Yeah, pretty much. And like Lady Debbie Mon. <laughs> yeah. So So everyone like launches into action the fight to Kugumon. It's a she, short fight, it's not that interesting. Kugumon is gonna use its like poison breath attack on Yo Lee, but Hawkmon like pushes her out of the way and gets hit with it instead. Yeah. And so now they have to save Hawkmon uh, uh have to save Yoli and Hawkmon. Yoli is like screaming about Hawkmon being yeah. poisoned. There's there's one cool shot in this that we get where it's like Yoli and Hawkmon standing, like, amongst the flames, and she's, like, mourning his, like, being hit. Oh, I think It's so a, metal. It's very cool. I think cool. there's a cool shot before that where, like, it, like, shows the poison breath, like, coming towards Hawkmon, uh, to Yoli. Oh, yeah. And it, like, she's, like, gripping onto the rope with her hair blowing in the wind, and Hawkmon just pushes her out of the way. Um, good boy. A good um, eagle. I did just beat the Dokugumon, who's the first boss, and Digimon survive in my second playthrough. Oh, so. word. Uh, 
So... They do eventually defeat Dokugumon. They do defeat Dokugumon pretty easily. Like, yeah. Dokugumon is only a champion level Digimon, so it's not like it's going to be that hard. Yeah. Uh, like, Gachamon probably could have defeated her if she if she was up for it. Yeah. Uh, but Yoli decides to tell everyone to go look for the base without her. She's going to stay here and take care of Hawkmon. She needs to calm down and, like, um, just help him. Mm-hmm. And Kari is going to help her. Kari's going to stay with her so, like, uh, Gachamon can, like, protect them if needed be. Mm-hmm. And then Kari gives Yoli some helpful advice about working together as a team. Because Kari says that she tried to do everything on her own once and it did not work out for her. Which I do not know what she's talking no, about. No, neither do I. Maybe she means, like, she got possessed by that um, ethereal being <laughs> and info-dumped a ton of stuff and then got sick afterwards. Maybe. I don't, I don't. So, I don't it, know. It could also just be, like, an off-screen, like, generic thing. Yeah. Like, she could be like, this one time I had a group project and I didn't trust blah, 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 blah. So, can we see he is, like, collecting the data of various body parts of yeah, Digimon. he's like trying to Frankenstein them. I think that's what you think is happening. Yeah, he's Frankensteining okay. them. He's like he's like gonna assemble the ultimate Digimon by taking like the wings of this mm-hmm. guy and the claws of this guy and the flame breath of this guy. And so we um, see that Hawkmon is okay. Yes, and at this time, and him and Yoli have a really sweet moment where Yoli apologizes about being stubborn and you know not like. And be in getting so focused on one thing that she has to finish it, and Hawkman says that those are some of the traits that he loves the most about Yoli. Mm-hmm. But her stubbornness can often get in her own way, and then she's like, "Hawkman, I promise to stubbornly tackle the problem of being stubborn." Yeah, it's funny. It's very cute. Um, the last thing I have in my notes from this episode is I realized what Hawkman's voice reminds me of. He sounds like a kid just asked him how many licks it takes to get them over to see Poppy. He's supposed to be like, a one, a two, a three. Yeah. So that's, that's the voice Hawkman has. I think that's probably what they were going for, to be honest. Good. And that's uh, an owl. Hey, Mr. Owl. So then we see, we get a glimpse of, like, Cody Davis and TK walking. And, like, Cody sees, like, a mysterious, like, huge shadow across the mountainside. Mm-hmm. But it fades really quickly. And then we see, like, we see the girls in Hawkman um, see a giant floating ship. And also a really cool shot where they, like, are like, climb up the side of the mountain. And then they stand on, like, what looks to be, like, a bus or a train that's sticking, like, jutting out of the side of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And, like, we see, like, Ko- Kari and Yoli... And Gatamon standing on it, and then, like, Hawkmon also comes out, and his, like, bandages, like, fly off in the wind. <laughs> and we see that, um, Yoli had previously made a comment that the base must have flown away. <laughs> and, uh, Hawkmon apologizes to Yoli, because that's exactly what happened. And Davis is also right, it is a mobile home. Yeah? Good job, Davis. So... Yeah, we're, we got a little sneak peek of where they're going next. They're going to fight Ken's in Ken's base. The Emperor's base. The Emperor's new base. All of it be- are belong to us. The Emperor's all about that base. 
there's gonna be some trouble. So, uh, next time we'll see them bring some booty back. I was like to hand in my little notice of resignation. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, are you excited? Are you excited? Yes. Yeah, I I'm think excited we're to in, kick Ken's ass. We're probably. in for some good episodes next time. Yeah, good. So, uh, that is the end of our coverage for today. It is. Um, please follow us on Twitter at Two Gays Pod. I promise I will work on an Instagram as soon as I have time. Yeah. Which will probably be between now and December. Yeah. And also, don't forget to drink your Ovaltine. Um, and by that, I mean listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. <laughs> uh, please, If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It does really help us in the algorithm. Mm-hmm. And also, feel free to email us at twogayspod at gmail.com. If you'd like to join our conversation, I would love to do, like, a mail time segment. I think that'd be really fun. Oh, that would be fun. So, um, I've been Adam. And I've been, um, not Adam. I've been Michael. And we're gonna go... To sleep. Celebrate our anniversary by going to sleep. Yes. Bye. Bye, everybody.